podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. We are back. No one's scoring any goals this game week, but we're still back. We're going to talk FPL. What's up, dude? You know, close wild card pod for me. So I feel like I'm glad I have the monkey off my back. Don't have to worry about that anymore. It's uh, like we got through something difficult together. Yeah, a difficult trying time. Yeah, you were really, really in agony on Friday in my life. Yeah, that was tough. That was tough. So let's hear your final wildcard team. All right. So I went Ederson instead of Leno and Goal, which, yep, yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> and then my uh, back five, I went David Luiz, Trent, Doc, Alonzo, and Saiz, comfortably planted on my bench this week, unfortunately. And then in midfield, I went Mane, Mo, Sar. The lead, the West Ham legend, Mark Noble, mm. and uh, and McCarthy, and then up top I went Jota, Necktie, Niketia, and Obs, and I have Pope. Uh, Pope is my backup backup keeper. Basically so your game week thirty one keeper or something. Yeah, my game week one slash thirty one keeper. <laughs> I'm on fifty four. Uh, like you know, small green, but you know, still four to go. Hopefully four. I don't know if Niketia is going to play. Yeah, I not mean, that, uh, you not know, that uh, small and green. Fifty k up to one hundred thirty six overall. Like, pretty yeah, good. It felt small. I don't know. Yeah, pretty good, but it felt small for a wild card week. You know, I don't know. But it's like a low scoring, low goals week. I feel like you're doing very well with still, yeah. you know, Ederson, Ketia, Captain Obs, Luis. Yeah, Captain Obs. Yeah. Hopefully, Captain Obs comes in with just like an assist. Huge. Oh my god! So, I mean, should have had an assist yesterday. So yeah, yeah. yeah so so that's me. That's me. So you know, I feel honestly like pretty good off the wild card. I feel like I got a lot of calls like very right, and hopefully it, it comes through and with dividends over the next couple of game weeks. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I, th- I I agree with you. I'm excited about your team. Um, I'm on 45, but I took a hit to 41. Um, tiniest red possible, 7K red. Um, still have Captain Pepe and Obs and maybe Kevin if he plays, question mark. Smile, <laughs> smile, smile, wink, question mark. Um, <laughs> so we'll see about that. Um, your, your bench this week, though. Well, yeah, I mean, McCarthy yeah, 12. McCarthy. Williams against Man City six, <laughs> and then even other McCarthy and Hayden even got three pointers. So we're looking it's at twenty four yeah. points on the bench. It's just so amusing with Williams how he like when we need him like last week, one minute one point, and then this week when no one has him anymore, or if they do, he's obviously yeah. thrown on the bench against yeah. City six. It's just oh my god, yeah, 
not he's not doing his George Boyd man of the year. No, he is not. Yeah, he's all. not George Boyd. So you you went like very against Nathan, <laughs> okay, producer so, Nathan, with Captain Pepeg. So, so what, what happened there? Because that was Friday my life and editing it and all that shit. I literally fell asleep in my chair and sitting up. If it's like you know, I have those like not. It's not a couch, but they're like comfy chairs. So I was yeah. kind of like leaning, like I was like slouching big time. And then I wake up completely panicked at like two or something, somewhere around there <laughs> oh, in the shit, morning. did I miss the deadline? Yeah, honestly, I was like, oh, I didn't make my moves. <laughs> I didn't, so I, like I was still on like Cap Trent from last week. I was just panic station. So I just immediately, Vardy, Barnes out, Oz, Pepe in. I didn't think about it for more than like one minute. And then I just like, said bye to everyone on Slack and went back to sleep. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel good to go against Nate and just Pepe just do basically nothing for hey. 65 minutes and then get subbed off. And more, point, more points than OBS. More points than OBS. He did, he did get the clean gene point, which is nice. Um, people were quick to remind me of that on Twitter when I was complaining that <laughs> about Pepe Blake. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't start against City or any game. That would game. surprise me. Really? That would really, yeah, because that's like the counter-attacking fixture of a lifetime. So, yeah, like that's him. That's like a, a him game. If, do you think if of him anything, that way as like a counter? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I do. I mean, I think he's just like a pace merchant. And like, if anything, after talking to Nate when he was so uncertain about Pep's Pepeg's spot on the team, that West Ham would have been a more like you know play like. I don't know, Ceballos, Ozil. I mean, he played them both too, but you know, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know. You know. I don't know what it is. I, I think he should start. And yeah, I think on the break, he's probably better than like Reese Nelson. But like, I don't know, maybe Martinelli gets in there this week. He's really yeah. good at countering too. So we'll yeah. see about that. Captain Pep's on six. I, Triple know, Sheffield United defense, though, came in for you. Yeah, I mean, didn't that consider was benching that was them, so that was good. Um, yeah, that was huge. Yeah, Basham almost scored also, which would have been scenic. Um, yeah, Bash. McCarthy's 12 is just the dumbest fucking thing ever on my bench and in many people's starting lineup. That was really, yeah, that was I, a very annoying point of Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I mean, down a man, the thing that was the most tilting off for me was that he cheated. Like, I mean, he was off his line again. He he took the step forward, like so many goalkeepers do on pens. And I don't know, like, what the purpose of, or point of VAR is anymore, like anyone else does. But I mean, he cheated, and it should have been retaken. So that was cool. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, housekeeping. I guess we're not going to do housekeeping. There's still we're we're potting before the Leicester Villa match, and then obviously way before City Arsenal. So we'll we'll skip this. Did week. you see the uh, the ITK Leicester news? Oh no! What's the, what's the lineup? No Vardy, no Ayose, and no Chilwell was was shouted. That's fantastic. Yeah. So we'll see in about two and a half hours if that comes comes to pass. That's great. I love that. Yeah. That, right. that would be great. If that happens, that if would be that great. happens, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except I, I expect a Barnes return because I hit him out for peps. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, so kind of just based off of the 
Slack questions, which is usually where we kind of like build the structure of the episodes. Not a lot of questions and not a lot of questions grouped up either. So we kind of have like a bit of a free for all of what we want to talk about. And then maybe we'll just jump around question, 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 question. Yeah. I mean, I really like the couple of questions about like one dude talking about writing down your notes about what moves you make into like the, the other guy talking about like first season competitively, like I suck, like what do I do kind of a thing. Yeah. Do you want to like maybe read those out and then maybe we could kind of dig into that? Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, no, it's just, Great. it's a different, Ten? <laughs> I'm so fucking out of it. dude. It's like a different kind of episode. Cause we're gonna, we're kind of talking like broad, like FPL strategies, you know, but okay. So yeah. But I think it's a good time. Like yeah, we no, haven't no. done that in a while. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. So survivor on Slack said, Maybe you've talked about this before, but do you think giving a rating number to each potential transfer you're considering, say 1 through 10, right after you summed up all the pros and cons of that player, that is, while all pros and cons are fresh in your mind, can help improve transfer decisions? I think we sometimes have a story bias. We want clean stories and try to find them, convince ourselves of them. And in these processes, we maybe forget some of the factors of a transfer that doesn't fit with the story. Maybe assigning a rating to each transfer right after discussing pros and cons could alleviate that. I like that. And then Nick, with another broad, long one, he said, it's my first season at FPL. I'm starting to feel like this game is super random slash chance-based, or I don't understand how to play it. We've all been there, dude. I'm there weekly. I change my mind constantly. I'm taking hits week to week based on last week's performance. I'm constantly chasing the form of a team the week beforehand rather than being proactive. For example, this week I'm asking myself, is Chelsea good? Are they bad? Why does Barkley have two assists? That doesn't make any sense to me. He seems bad. <laughs> Apart from the fact that I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, is this considered a weird season? Sorry, I don't even know if this is a question. Don't be sorry, bro. It's a question. Okay, go. I think that the idea of writing down like your rationale behind your moves is a really good way to learn about yourself as like an FPL manager. And I think it's a really good way to identify patterns in your thinking as well as blind spots that might emerge retrospectively. And like I really I, that really resonated with me because that's something I've never done. But you know, if you're the kind of manager, you know, there are so many ways to play the game, right? There, if you're the kind of manager that like doesn't want to spend transfers on defense because you think it's a low, like kind of ceiling thing, and you're spending a lot of transfers moving in and around your like four midfielders or three attackers, and like you know, but then you you find yourself starting, you know. Federico Fernandez away, Burnley, or you know those kinds of players. Like it's, yeah. I think it's like a really good exercise to just kind of see where you're at and if it's working or if it's not working for you. Um, you know, it's not to say that you know me and you say we have the exact same philosophy and we do the exact same like style that you know I'm going to be top 10k and you're going to be 
you know, not there or vice versa, right? That it's not necessarily because the philosophy is bad, because someone else who might do the same thing could be flying. Like, I never take hits and you take a lot of, you know, not you, but like you as the theoretical, like mirror on the wall, you take hits all the time and I'm like 200K and you're, you know, 9K. So, you know, you, you have to take those like little things with a grain of salt, but I think it's a good way to just kind of, Again, right, identify like what kind of manager you are and how you play, and see if there are patterns and themes of how you think and how you play, and if it's working or not working for you. It was basically like my big takeaway from just reading that and thinking about it. Because I thought, you know, I, I think it's an interesting thing that we, as the FPL community, like if you're on like Twitter or like on our Slack or you know you you read the FFS articles every day and stuff like that. That there's so much information and there's so much groupthink and hive. So like, oh, OBS, like obviously best captain this week. Like you got to get him if you can. Like blah blah blah. When you unpack it all, you know it's not as binary as it seems, as or as it may seem, like a zero or one, a yes or a no, a good or a bad. So I think it's a good thing just to to evaluate constantly, and that that, that sounds like a really good way to do it. Yeah, and I think honestly this is picking up from last season when you potted with the general and also this preseason when we've talked about not I like this methodology better because it kind of gives you a way to non-biasedly evaluate all the things you're thinking about. You know what I mean? Like you're Yeah. By giving it a score or like sorting them in order or something like that, when you look back and it's time to actually make your transfers, you can be like, okay, like I said, this is the best one. Why is this the best one? But yeah, I mean that that was a general thing. I think he um, was doing post-it notes on like the Monday, and then he would look back on them on Friday before he actually made his move. And I yeah, I I, I I took that a little differently. I think that was like within like in the smaller yeah. microcosm of the week of like what is my gut telling me like immediately after the game week happens before I ingest all the information and put out my my content to him. Yeah, and like yeah, that's good. But I think this is more like even more like macro. Why? What makes it more macro? Because if you're doing, if you're typing out your rationale week on week about your transfer decisions and what you're doing, I think it gives you like a broader scope, like to look back on and reflect right, on. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I, I think it's good. I've definitely been wanting to do something like this and have never done it. And I don't know, maybe we'll put out like a fucking FPL notebook next season that, because I feel like, I try and do it sometimes on on the computer, and I just like I don't know. I just end up forgetting to do it, or not caring about it, or not reading. I feel like writing it down physically yeah. would help me. Well, it's a lot of work. Yeah, I mean it's, that's it's a lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Because I know, like this week, like trying to type up my notes like day to day for my wild card. Uh, you yeah. know, I mean that I would sit down and I would spend a good like hour and a half each time. Yeah, doing that and. You know, that was my wild card. So I was doing a lot more than I would be otherwise. But even in a normal week where you have like one free, you know, you go through a lot of iterations of saving, hitting, one transfer, like, you know, all of those things in, in, until you inevitably decide, you know, what you do. 
And even just doing that, you know, that that yeah. would be a lot of work to do. But I think it would be pretty good. Yeah, it's weird because the wild card one is like almost easier in that way because you just get to like it's a stream of consciousness. Like anything yeah. you're thinking about is relevant to your wild card entry. Whereas, like if you're really trying to do this, even if you're thinking about you know some other team or some guy that you want eventually or whatever, you're really only writing about your one transfer. It's like more limited. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, yeah. What about Nick's question? Like, is this season weird? Because I, I, uh, the original thing I wrote back to him is like, yeah, it does feel fucking weird, like LOL. But at the same time, I don't have a good memory of seasons past. And when I think broader, I'm like, seems kind of normal. Yeah, I, I, I think that that idea is like a really safe and comfortable place to go, yeah. like when you're doing badly or it's, you're, you're just starting out. But realistically, like, yes, there's a high, there, it's a high variance game because the margins of, you know, clean sheets or captaincy picks are, are very slight. But, you know, there, there's a reason why, like, some of the best managers, you know, not you or I, get top 10K, <laughs> like, six of the last eight seasons, you know? Like, so I think it's a little bit reductive to just kind of say, like, oh, this season's weird. Like, every yeah. season's weird. Like, yeah. every season has a different narrative. Like, yeah. when we both started playing, you know, it's like you started with the Michu and the Fellaini, the Power Five year. And then oh. it was like, oh, Yaya and Ramsey are like cheap and returning every week. And then Lester wins the league and everyone, all three of their players that you have are going to be really cheap. You know, every year there's a different, you know, kind of metagame. And, you know, it's up to us to be able to identify that earlier than the field and adapt, you know, adapt our yeah. team to it. So yeah. I, I don't think that that's like a really like healthy or, you know, constructive way of viewing it. That just like, oh, this was a really weird year. Let me just like throw it out. I think, you know, there's a lot to learn every year. And there's, there, there are a lot of things that you can, again, like identifying who you are as a manager and what you're good at and bad at and how you adapt and take it into next year. So I, I definitely don't think this year is weird at all. I think it's like very just like a regular FPL season. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like when I first read the question, I was like, yeah, because I feel like I do hear and see that all the time. Like, oh my God, this fucking season or like blah, blah, blah. Like that's how people like intake or process the season or then well, it's, like doing a, it's like a coping mechanism. It's a coping it's mechanism. A coping mechanism. And so yeah. I see that a lot because we're all yeah. coping. But yeah, then when <laughs> no. I when I thought Life about it more, I was just like, no, all the most of the top guys are still the top scorers. The best teams yeah. are still the best teams. Like, imagine just going to game week one and being like, okay, the top three defenders are Trent, Van Dyke, and Robbo. The top two, the top three midfielders are Salah, Kev, and Mane. And the top three forwards, maybe those are a little weird, but Vardy, Obbs, and Jimenez, not even really, you know, because Kuhn is always hurt and not playing all the minutes. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just working within the ebbs and flows of the season and getting on the guys at the yeah. right times. That's like maybe yeah. what seems weird as a new player that you can't just, because that, that's definitely weird for me coming from American sports fantasy, right? It's like, I just want Aguero, like he's the best and I want his points, but Actually, there was only a really small window of time when you wanted Aguero. And for yeah. pretty much, well, I guess two different windows of time when you wanted Aguero and the rest of the season, pretty much full stay away, which is very yeah. weird. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That was a that was a fun little start there. Yeah, that was good. 
interesting shit. Um, what about this week and stuff? Do you want to, anything <laughs> specific you want to talk about? I mean, this week and stuff. This week and stuff. A lot of clean sheets. There were no goals this week. Yeah, not a lot of goals, if, unless if your name is Was Barkley. How many one nils? One, two, three, four. Four one nils. One and nil, a, nil. And a nil nil. And a nil. Yeah, yeah un, unusual, unusual. Unusual. A lot of nils. Yeah, it felt like get, this wasn't the week to like spike my triple Sheffield United clean and like fly because I feel like just everyone got cleans. Yeah. I, I think City's probably a good place to start because, you know, when we left off with the, you know, with the listeners last week, it was like before the double and, and we didn't really talk. We talked a lot about them in Friday of My Life, but, yeah. you know, they, you know, 2 0, United just kind of did them. And Pep talking about like every, uh, literally every other non league game is more important than the league games. Yeah. Granted, Ederson threw you know two points away. It probably nil nil would have been fair on balance. But what do you what do you they, like just see in City? Yeah, I thought that nil nil would not have been fair. Like they were really okay. They were probably the worst I've ever seen Pep City. I mean, like the XG okay. was one point seven four to point five nine. Like it wasn't close. They were really really bad. It wasn't competitive. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that I had this kind of fear and premonition <laughs> regarding City, but I was too early on it. What was that? Four weeks ago, or a month yeah. ago, or something? When yeah. I was like, it, yeah. I'm kind of worried that they're not going to give a fuck about the rest of the season because, you know, obviously they're not going to win anything in the league. It's sort of similar to the beach talk last week too, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have nothing to play for at all. They basically, I mean, they're not like on the beach because they do have other competitions that are important. But right. it's like a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the team selection is on the beach, and maybe the motivation is slightly on the beach because yeah. they're basically they're, they're on like they're on in. like the balcony, like overlooking the beach, just like they're, drinking. Yeah, they're walking the boardwalk. Yeah. They haven't gotten onto the beach with their like sandals and like barbecue and shit yet. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Sydney. They basically are locked into second place. And yeah, I mean, it just seems like the prioritization of the other competitions is is finally here. I mean, like, I would be very surprised if Kuhn starts against Arsenal. He had his knee wrapped. I would be, yeah. I would be stunned if he started that game. Exactly. He had his knee wrapped at the end of the derby. Pep just used this exact excuse for Kevin not playing. He said, like, we didn't want to risk him in the league because we have Madrid and Newcastle, more important matches coming up. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's becoming like a bit of possibly a stay away. I mean, you went with just Ederson on your wild card, so you must have been thinking roughly the same things. Yeah, I, I very much was thinking about all of the other competitions and how much he rotates and like obviously it's very attractive to see you know oh city double but when they have a couple blanks coming up very soon and i didn't have any confidence in terms of which attackers would be playing which games it didn't feel like it was a good place to invest and i mean i just really like held my nerve because it it yeah. was very unsettling to not have like city attacker or attackers plural when they have, you know, just, you know, a double and then Burnley. 
So yeah, I mean, basically everything that you're saying is what I was was what I, was what I was imagining, and the other reason why I wanted Ederson instead of Leno was that you know we know that their defensive frailties are and have mainly been down to missing Laporte. You know the the stats have been coming out some 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 conversation today or yesterday about how many goals they've been conceding in the counterattacks, and you know I'm I, you know Laporte's a couple weeks away, so I expect when their fixtures turn and the blanks are behind them that Laporte will be back. You know in April. And that's going to be a good time for me to have Ederson for for that run in, even if they're not like, you know, playing for you know top four or for the league title. They're still going to be like way better than every you know green fixture on the FDR yeah. thing. Yeah. So you know having Ederson there and then with Pope instead of Leno and you know Leno looked like a lot a, a much more like short term play where he had like the West Ham fixture and this double and then Brighton and then Norwich right after the blank. But then it got really bad for like a while and I was like looking at it and I was just like I don't want to fucking be starting. Ben Foster for like four weeks, like that doesn't right, seem good, right. and that like that's really what tipped it over for Ederson to me, where it just feels like you know I I can bench him for the two blanks and start Pope. He has good fixtures for both of them, and then just you know roll him. So, I mean that I don't know. I started talking about my goalkeeping situation, but yeah, in general, like City attack just feels like a complete mess. Like Bill Foden, Dill, Kevin, like. In and out. Raz was you know, horrendous Ra- again, yeah. as usual. Yeah, Raz, season. like Jesus, Kuhn, like it's just, it's, it's what, and Sane is going to be coming back soon. It's just, Mares, like it's what nightmares are made out of. And I just didn't think it's worth, you know, spending a premium, like, spot on my team. For someone who I don't know if they're going to play minutes, I mean, same thing with Walker. Like I was pretty big on Walker on Friday, Friday of my life, and you know I was still looking at it, just like I don't know if he's going to play. Like I just don't know, and so I went for like the minute and say, I mean, I, I had like there was like pretty late on Friday night where I had Bellerin and Walker, and I was just like, what am I doing? Like yeah. I need, I just like put the center back David Luiz, put in the goalkeeper Ederson. Like I'm gonna get the share, and I don't want to be thinking about that because spent point six gonna, total more on those two guys, and you know you're you're locked in with nailedness. Yeah, exactly. And I think like at this point of the year when it gets to be like this, that that's that's a big that's a high premium. I mean, oh yeah. I came in I came in already with like a lot more I got 9 points instead of 1. Like that's big. That's a lot of points. Yeah, balance So, right? you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so valuing those minutes, like I went back to kind of meat and potatoes, like bread and butter, just like you look for the minutes, and I the minutes to me didn't seem there with City, so that's why I didn't have any of their their attackers. Yeah, I like it. We got a couple yeah. questions on City. It's John Charles says, "Is it time to dump Kev?" And Aaron said, "Is it mad to go without City players now? Are they rudderless without KDB? They seem to have eyes only on the CL. So is it worth getting players from teams with something to play for in the Prem, or is this all an overreaction?" That's exactly what we were just talking about. So Aaron, Aaron's on the wavelength, but. Is it time to John dump Charles? Kev? Though is that, is that a too soon? Is that a problem for us? I don't know. I mean, Trent on Stoke doesn't live there anymore. <laughs> you hate him. <laughs> I don't know anyone in Stoke. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it's very concerning. Hopefully, we get some sort of an update <laughs> of some a, sort of minutes in the Arsenal match, and then can get a it. Trent on Stoke. I like that. Is Trent that a place? Stoke, Stoke on Trent. Trent on Stoke is just when Trent. Talks about Stoke. Okay, all right, all right. 
Sorry, keep going. No, I mean, there's nothing. There's unfortunately, there's nothing really to say. We just need to see what happens on Wednesday, the second game of the double, and then we yeah. need to hopefully parse whatever information or minutes we can gather and hope that he starts on Saturday. If he ends up like coming off the bench in both, or just missing Arsenal entirely and coming off the bench in Berlin, it might be time because you'd imagine how like start versus Liverpool, but then. They're very favored to advance in the Champions League and probably the FA Cup too. So I don't know. It's it's turning into a thing where it might be every week where we're not sure if he's going to start. And if that's the case, we'll probably go elsewhere. I mean, the other thing too is like this is a very sensitive period of time for them, like with the group stages for Champions League or or whatever, the knockout stage. But like there's a couple blanks coming up. There's a Liverpool game coming up. I just, I don't see the upside. And if he's fit, like come end of April, beginning of May, like gaming 35 for the run in when they have at Brighton, home Bournemouth, at Watford, home Norwich, like, okay. And, you know, and you, a double you, in there, probably. Yeah. Maybe there's a double in there. Like, okay, then you could figure out how to get him in. But for the meantime, like, you know, there's a good amount of game weeks coming up, like the next four or five where, if you hit him out or, or double him out and, and spend the money elsewhere, that you know you could be getting real points. So, you know, I think it's also a thing of you know that value, like quote unquote team value. That you know you want to make sure that you're not being held hostage to it because when game week 38 ends and the season's over and your little game week, your like overall rank goes into your page, it doesn't say like. Held De Bruyne for eight weeks to maintain like 0.7 in team value. <laughs> I wish it you know, did. Like that'd be so much better. That, <laughs> I know, but like that's Held not a thing. For so. nine weeks when he blanked, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I got that badge of honor, bro. <laughs> yeah, you unlock that that yeah. quest or whatever. Yeah, exactly. so, Side quest called Pookie for nine yeah. weeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, just remember that. Like that's not like a real thing. And you know, if if you think that Lee Westwoods are going to get more points, not the golfer, but you know. Ashley yeah. is going to get more points than then get him in like get get a fucking player and who's playing and not dead and you know not going to be rotated because we play this game for points not for team value in the end so yeah I, I mean that's that's another thing I, I keep seeing that right I mean people are like oh like should I get rid of Kevin oh but I have like this much value it's like dude like what are you actually waiting yeah. for the value like to do you yeah, know that, the value plays like exactly zero thoughts in my brain like. Yeah. I just am looking at the player, and is he going to be good? Is he going to play? Like that's all I care about. So, yeah, I don't the know points. yet what to do with him, but I'm, it's definitely in my thoughts. No question. Oh yeah, should be, should be. Um, one of the guys that I, one of the teams where I'd probably look to go though is the other team in the Darb in Manchester United. VM11 said United double up gloves and Bruno or gloves and Slabhead. I currently have gloves. Tony Martial, if people don't know what the fuck we're talking about, and I'm feeling very pleased with myself. So Martial played, I I said it in Slack, and I don't really think it's worth revising. I think he played the best game I've seen him play in like two months yesterday. Yeah. 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 He he, bullied City's back line. He was great. Yeah. Yeah. It looked good, but, you know, at Spurs is definitely not, you know, a pushover, even though their defense is so leaves a lot to be desired for. Yeah. And then they have a blank. So I don't really understand the line to buying right now. I think, I think, you know, he's probably free hitting in 31. Like if you're asking that question, I assume you're free hitting in 31, right? But even, but, but, but even still, like, are you 
buying aggressively to get at Spurs. Like that doesn't make sense to me either. Right. Like there, there has to be another place that you could capitalize on your team or, or another player that you could get, and then you and know then getting get them, them in for thirty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, their run from thirty two on with a double is fucking dumb. Yeah, it's absurdly good. It's really, it's really absurd. Really hard to not get Bruno and or Martial and or a defender. Like a triple up yeah, I mean, doesn't I'm seem in, crazy yeah, I'm ve- for that. I, no, no, not not at all. I'm very interested in the defense because they've had like six cleans in their last eight. I think like they've been keeping a lot of cleans, and their defenders are also you know not really priced that much. Like yeah. Mags is five three, one B is five three. Yeah, four and yeah. I mean, I mean they're they're all like in the low fives, and that looks like a really good place to invest to me as well. So, I mean, I would almost like. Prioritize the defender over Martial because Martial doesn't have that like high ceiling. He's really bad on baps, so it kind of is back into like the Liverpool like kind of frame of mind or or argument of you know if you're not going to be captaining the attacker and you think they're going to be keeping cleans and they're you know three million less for for Manchester United. Granted, it's you know five million less for like Mane and Mo to the defenders, but like if they're going to be keeping a clean every other, like you're going to be needing your attacker to return at least once, you know, every game to keep pace. So I don't think they're going to do that. It is nice that he gets eight points when they for like just a goal and a clean, just because he's a mid. Yeah, you know, it feels it feels like bones. Like I look at eight and I'm like, oh, he got two bones. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and Bruno is just. I feel like I wanted to explain what we meant on Friday in My Life because some people messaged me about it when I, when we were saying like he just has so many avenues of scoring points and what we mean by that because you kind of saw it against City it was like that's how he gets his assists like a chipped like free dive, kick after diving, a dive yeah exactly diving for fouls is a very good avenue great avenue I mean Spurs have been doing that for like five seasons now and finishing top four almost every one so. Well, Danny Rose is gone, so not anymore. Yeah, I guess Newcastle now. But um, yeah, I mean, what we mean, like obviously everyone knows basically how the scoring works with just goals and assists is really all you care about for your attackers. You know, mids get the one clean sheet point. But what we mean with the avenues of scoring is like how do assists, for example, where do they come from? Like mommy and daddy, where do babies come from type of situation? And you think about assists, so there's obviously open play, which he's not that likely to get an assist in, but he gets a lot of key passes. He gets a large quantity of key passes. So all that needs to happen is like an Ederson Howler or someone scores a worldie, which like Manchester United players are capable of doing. He's also on all the corners. He's also on direct free kicks, so that's more for goals. And he's also on indirect free kicks, which is where he got his assist this week. And when you think about even goals, it's like, yeah, he takes low quality shots, but he takes a lot of shots. So even if you think about a fantasy assist, which is like um, hitting the bar and then it comes off a rebound or the sa- the keeper bobbles the save and then you know someone else gets a tap in or something, that's another avenue for getting assists. And he shoots a lot and he shoots really hard and well. So I'm like, okay, that could happen. Um, and he's on pens, and Manchester United draw more penalties than any other team in the league by so much. So that's another thing that's really good, and he's really good at pens. So it's like all these things, none of his individual stats are that good, 
But the eye test is good. He's a really good player, and he has all of these things combined seem to be making up like a good fantasy player is what I meant by that. Is that did that I don't make think, sense? Yeah, it made sense, but I think that it's not that many avenues. There are only like 32. Do you have more? <laughs> That's a lot of avenues. Yeah, 10. 10. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, Bruno Miguel Borges Fernandez, good. He's good. Yeah, he's good. Um, what else do you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. I mean, Wolves were fucking shit. Dude, what the fuck happened? Yeah, they were like, bad. Actually, no idea what happened in that match. It was the last time match of the day, it was just like worthless. Jim had was one easily chance. The most, yeah, it was easily the most surprising result. Of the weekend for me, that nil nil. I thought it would be like three one four nil, not like a battering. Yeah, yeah. Point yeah. six xg to point three xg. Jim had the one big chance. That's it. They yeah. dropped from like forty seven ish percent make Champions League to twenty five percent after that. Yeah, that's like, bad. Yeah, the algorithm I'm sure was just like, okay, this is a guaranteed three points. So assuming that, and then they they've dropped two. Yeah. That's really really bad. It's really weird that like. One of them or Sheffield United or something are gonna maybe make Champions League. Like, very bizarre. It's gonna be bad for them FPL wise next year. Like, if one of those teams makes it, well, it seems like both of those teams are locked in, not locked in, but very likely to make at least Europa. Yeah. So, yeah, that's gonna be sketchy. Yeah. Palace, another clean. I mean, pa- Palace is, we, we need to. Is that three cleans really in a row? Rem- yeah, we need to really remember them game yeah. week one next year. Yeah, yeah, because they're, they're, they're always priced defense. Yeah, but they're because they're always priced in that like bottom table team yeah. defense yeah. pricing, and they're I mean way back next year. It's something to remember. I, I'm just, I'm just stash yeah, no, that away no, no, for definitely. for later. Yeah, like if Guaita. Maybe can play with the four fives. I don't know. He'll he'll be he'll be five, but it's annoying. But yeah, some nailed yeah. Gaza four five center back type thing. I mean, quite even like PVA. I mean, if cleans, he's like yeah, I mean, even if PVA is like five five again, which he probably will and should be. I don't know that that's just like a good set and forget spot. Yeah, it's good to remember. That's a that's a good job by the Guaita owners to hold Schmikes there on Guaita and just. Rack up all the points now. Oh my god! Because yeah. you would have transferred him out, right? He blanked from literally game week eighteen through twenty six. Two, yeah, three, three, of... three, two, two, one, two. Like you're thinking about transferring him out. Then he cleans Newcastle at Brighton, home Watford, hauling double digits. Yeah, he's thirty points Max in the last bones. three, basically. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. I, there, I think I, I not a lot of takeaways. Um, all right, all right. So Bjorn again said any Chelsea assets worth caring about once blank 31 has left the building. So Bjorn is properly looking after the blank. And they fucking completely dominated Everton. And they have a really good run. Yeah, I mean, I still think Marcos A is is a really good pick. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, he, they, they were kind of like protecting, he, they played in a flat back four, but they were like protecting him the whole game to let him play farther forward and kind of have like three back behind him to like make up for his inability to play defense. So even though it wasn't that wing back, three center back, like true system where he really runs rampant, but you know, he wasn't getting in the box as much, but he was still, you know, in and around it. So I still like him a lot, but otherwise, no, I, I, I don't see anything. I mean, we. I guess we don't really know Tammy's like status. So Giroud, yeah, Giroud is could like, okay. be a guy. I guess could be. He's okay. I mean, he has three returns and three starts, but you know, it's it's just hard to know. Like with, you know, they have one game against Villa, then there's a blind. I mean, they they have one game until April fifth. So I don't feel like it's very reasonable to think Tammy's still going to be out at that point. Right. So that is why I'm like concerned about that. So so I don't like love that. But you it's know, midfield just is. If you asked me at halftime, I would have been like, "Actually, Mount looks incredible this game. He looks like early season Mount, and I'd be interested." And then, of course, he gets subbed at sixty, and I'm like, "I'm good." Yeah, with with uh, a knock. I mean, with a knock. Yeah, with, you know, with a knock. So, yeah, it's it's the same nonsense as always with him. It's not an option at all to me. And yeah, so I mean, I just don't see anything else really. Is I mean, if you want to get like a center back or something. Or Alonzo, like I think the defense is a good place to go. You know, that, yeah, Rudiger is legit goal scoring threat. He's insanely good on corners, so maybe that's a cheeky little diff guy. He'll he'll get a he'll yeah. get a goal or two if he starts. It's all just these hard. Games it's hard. It's hard to go him over Marcos A. Like they're the same price, and yes, he's definitely going to be nailed for the rest of the yeah. season. But yeah. I mean, I think you'd probably rather roll the dice and and hope Marcos continues to play because he's more. More potency on things besides just like corners. Yeah, yeah, he has the open play yeah. attacking, of yeah. course. Yeah, it's kind and of sad that Reese James got dropped because that that was like the budget guy that was maybe interesting. Yeah, and then he comes yeah, in that, and that, plays that, defensive yeah. midfield, so it's like I don't even yeah. know. Yeah, it was a weird one. I mean, it was to accommodate Marcus Say, right? Like they put David, yeah. they play kind of like yeah. three CB, you know, whatever. So yeah, I mean that that's definitely not an option right now. Yep. Um Fat Gorilla said, are Everton done? Or was it just an off day? Ugh, that's a tough one to evaluate. What, what do you think? That match was fucked up. Like, yeah. truly demented match. I didn't know what I was watching because none of the Everton players showed up at all. And they got completely dominated and they were awful. I mean, DCL had that one chance that he very poorly dribbled wide. But, like, I don't know. It felt like Pre Carlo Everton to me, it was just like completely lifeless, and they were just bad. Um, I mean, I don't think they're done because I think part of being a really good manager is, you know, being able to maybe change some spots or something like that, maybe adjust the formation or how they play, or the spacing or whatever, and and rallying the troops. And you know, they have the Darb. This week, I, I doubt they're going to come out just flat. Like Goodison's going to be absolutely insane this week. Like I could see them getting a point off Liverpool or something. The way Liverpool's been playing, why not? Um, so something like that, I think would would rally them big time, and they could maybe pick up some steam again. So I don't think they're done, but it was extremely alarming. It was like I th- I thought Everton had a chance to win that match. Like I thought it was going to be like two Before two maybe three two either team or something like that going into the game going into the game yeah and then they just literally didn't show up or do anything it was complete like, utter domination yeah they were like nah dog yeah nah 
Nah. I mean, they had yeah. one, one shot I mean, on target. They had three shots total. Yeah. 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 That's not good. Yeah. I don't know. It, it just feels like for FPL, you know, home Liverpool, blank, Leicester, Spurs afterwards, it's just not a good time to have their, their pieces. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, it's like we've been saying that all fucking for the last like five weeks. We've been like, I don't know about DCL because the fixtures are still so bad and he scored every week. And then this yeah. is, he finally blanked. So it's still kind of, we're still kind of taking the same evaluation of just like these fixtures are nightmares, but yeah, I don't know. But it could just be like the rebalancing, right? Like he could yeah. blank the next yeah. couple yeah, to yeah. like balance off like the goal against United, the goal against Arsenal, you know, that kind of shit. So yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple of questions about picks for this week. Um, Simple Mug said, I can have one fun punty guy this week before I free hit in game week 31 and then wild card in game week 32. Who do I go for? I'm feeling Giroud vibes. And M. Bear Mike said, This feels like the time for thinking short term with the strange form and blank game week looming large. Could you perhaps go through the game week 30 fixtures and give your thoughts on the way you see the fixtures playing out and which players might benefit short term? Any insight you guys provide would be amazing. Wow. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess it is the, the weird point in the season when people are thinking about like very extreme short term with the eye on free hit and yeah. wild carding soon. Yep. Yeah. So are there fixtures you like to exploit this week? I mean, I still think Brighton are really bad, yeah, so I don't, I don't mind, you know, buying Arsenal assets. It's, you know, we'll have more information about who plays midweek, and you know, trying to figure out who's going to play on Saturday. So I like that one. Um, I like that one, especially for it clean too. I mean, people are going to continue yeah. underrating Arsenal defense, especially because West Ham probably should have scored at least one, but. Mm-hmm. Brighton are so fucking bad. They're next level bad. It's it's another yeah, really good really clean bad. shot. Yeah. yeah, even though Brighton at the Amex, like they you do usually score, but they're bad. So it, yeah, the, I, I think that could happen. You know they're bad when like you can't even think about like who might score. Yeah, you know it's like I think in my head yeah. I'm like, is Neil gonna really score this week? And then when you get past Neil, I'm like, Muzz. <laughs> it's like Muzz Moy <laughs> Trussard. I'm like, I yeah, can't really see like, any of them uh, scoring. <laughs> Yeah, and then it's like, are they any of those players going to start? Like, is he going to play Alzate no at false idea. nine? Like, I'm, Grand Potter's like, fucking honestly, an idiot. After Neil, I feel like in my head, Dunk is the next most likely to score. Dunk. Dunk. <laughs> it's just um, bad. They're just bad. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I still like kind of like that like PVA shout. Like, at Bournemouth, they're pretty fucked up. And I don't know. I think that could maybe come in. I mean, I do think Simple Monk shout of Giroud is great if for a one week punt away Villa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I do feel like Mings is going to just like have him in his pocket though. Kind of. You think this is the type of striker that Mings just like loves? Yeah, like someone who can't run. <laughs> like yeah, he Mings can't run. That. I don't know. He's such and a it's going to be like a, it's going to. He could just take him yeah. to the cleaners. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it could do. It could do. No, I don't. I don't hate that, but I'm not like, yeah. oh my god, yes, like yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, West Ham Wolves, right? I mean, it's still like that's a Jota Jim. Like that should be three nil. Yeah, it should be. Their should center be. backs are are very bad at defending. Yeah. But again, operative word should. I mean, Brighton should not have nil nil wolves at home in Molyneux last yeah. week, and they did. So, yeah. 
A weird yeah, one, but I, a weird been, one yeah. is Nora Trump Southampton because Southampton are yeah. really bad lately, and Norwich have been actually kind of good, especially at home. I think yeah. that's like a trap. <laughs> I feel like Norwich might just like shut or that game down. Yeah, they could do. I don't know. I I don't like see a lot of like FPL output there. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Sheffield United at Newcastle. You love the shout for a clean at Newcastle. Um, yeah, I don't know. That seems yeah, about that's good, right? Um, all right, let's just keep doing questions. Sam VD, are Spurs worth bringing in for game week 31? Seems like they have the best fixture. So RIP, I talked to you out of Deli Ali, and then he scores a pen. What's up? It, they just are bad, so it's still hard to like buy their players. Um, you know, Home United is going to be a tough one for them. Somehow they are worse than them. They're but, so you know, bad. after yeah, but like after home West Ham, like at Sheffield United's a really bad fixture. Home Everton looks pretty good because they don't know how to defend, and then at Bournemouth's okay, you know. So they have some like mixed bag, and like I just feel like if you if you're going to be getting Spurs players in, you want to try and let this United fixture like go by the wayside, and then buy them for thirty one. And if you can do that, then yeah, I mean, I think Ali, especially now that we know he's on pens, yeah, we didn't know like that. at eight three at eight three, if he fits into your like kind of team structure, like transfer shit, like yeah, definitely like that. I just feel like you but, might try and transfer him out like really quickly after that. So if you're not wild guarding soon after, I don't know, maybe it's yeah, not that's great. that's no, that's fair. That's definitely like I'll fair. probably get no, him on no free double. hit, but I don't want him for longer than that. Yeah, no, no, that's totally fair. And totally they got fair. completely manhandled by Burnley. Like, yeah, yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, uh, that was that was a weird one. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Um, do it with Jota and Giroud looking like great Ings replacements. Do you overwhelmingly prefer one over the other? Um, no, not not overwhelmingly, but I I definitely prefer Jota. I mean, Ings, like Southampton, you know, we've been talking about this the last couple of weeks, right? Like they're kind of falling by the wayside. Yeah, I'm, I might transfer them out. It's the weirdest shit ever, but. Yeah, I mean, no Redmond, like no Armstrong. Like away they're just Norwich. kind of. Imagine transferring out an attacker away in Orange, but here I am. Yeah, I, I think that's fine. I think that's yeah. totally defensible. Yeah. 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 Um, and then. Wait, we did this one already. Um, last question is Enpass. A weird <laughs> abstract question from Enpass. He said, FPL scout and always cheating are al- are aligned when it comes to their theory that players that smile are always better FPL picks. What are your views on this? <laughs> I mean, I don't even I don't even know what is happening right now. Is I that wonder if real we've life? ever mentioned that ever on the podcast. Is that ac- is that an actual thing? You think I know? Well, I don't know. I mean, you're asking me the... Yeah, no, I don't know. No, yeah. I don't know. Dude, I don't know. What what the fuck am I supposed to say to that? I don't know. Like, oh, like, players that, like, cut their toenails on Tuesday are, like, better on Sunday. Right. It's like, what? The actual fuck? Right. Because this is a real thing that... Some part of me deep down inside was hoping that you had, like, a quote about smiling or, you know, some expression that I could... Later in future episodes, completely butchered. Oh, yeah, no. I'm 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 lost here. That was blindside. That was a blindside. Yeah, I just hit Michael you. Michael, are blindsided. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. hit you there. 
Like, <laughs> um, that's basically it for questions. I mean, it's it's a All low right. scoring kind of weird week, so it's it's not going to be that long of a pod. You want to move on? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. So, who are you looking so, at cap what, this week? I'm on the spot first. Um, well, I can also, but I mean, I guess Mane. Maybe OBS uh, between the two of them. Like, yeah. I think. I mean, Mane's record against Everton is extremely good. Ugh. I mean, it's it's really hard to imagine Everton after what they just like. If if Everton did what they just did against Liverpool, it would have been like ten 0 Yeah, but I think they'll rally. I mean, they're I, gonna. Par- I mean, he could play be mental, just like for any yeah. chance of upsetting. Mental with like the coronavirus and there's no one there. Oh yeah, just so many spit droplets yeah. dropping on everyone's yeah. tongues. Um, I mean, he's probably going to play like every center back that he can find. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This like he might even just give the reins to Big Dunk for one match. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I think I, I kind of like Obs. I like Obs a little bit more. I, I, th- I think I think Brighton are just like all sorts. Yeah, and I I think. They're Brightner, like Arsenal's attacking numbers and stuff, we've been talking about this, are like not very good. We're more relying on just like the world class nature of OBS and taking advantage of the few opportunities that it gets. But I feel like Brighton is actually a really good fixture for them because yeah. they're really bad. They want the ball all the time, whereas Arsenal basically want to just counter. And they also they still concede a lot of goals. It's not like they're like yeah. Barcelona maintaining the ball. You can't get it off and you can't score goals. Like they, their defense is still bad. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Totally agree with that. Saka running at Dan Byrne. Oh, I mean, Pepe oh, running at Byrne. Byrne. Saka running at fucking Montoya overlap. <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. That could be, that could be a good one. That could be a good one. I don't feel great about these caps, though. I kind of it makes me want to like make a transfer for a better cap, but City Burnley is no longer like exploitable because we don't know who's going to play for City, and then there's nothing else like that good. Yeah, it's a tough week for cap for sure, and I think it's like one of those where you could go like super rogue, like differential somewhere else, like Gir- and, and, you know, or something. Yeah, something like that, and be you know totally good. You could to cap Alonso. If it was home, I would think about it. Yeah. But away, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think away. Yeah, they'll yeah. probably score. Yeah, especially when they just played the flat back four. Like, if he's not going to be wing back, then I don't yeah, like that yeah. either. Yeah. All right, so that, that's about it's it. It's really Captain, hard, I though. I, ne- I feel like I need more time on this Like later, like through the week. I want to see who people are capping and shit, because it's really yeah. brutal, actually. Yeah, well, well, we'll my life it up, and we'll yeah, figure we'll it out. Yeah, we'll get in there. We'll get in there. Yeah, so yeah. transfers, what are you looking at? Easy save for me this week. Uh, I, I just save. It's like yeah, it's, it's the most like tried and tested method of life. It's just the most like calming post jizz thing you could do is just yeah. save after wild card. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm going to be faced with like a similar, you know, Saiz versus Nketia. Who am I going to start? Kind of a thing. Yeah, I have Saiz in right now, but you know, I'm going to see what happens midweek and 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 use that to kind of help me out. But yeah, I mean, Saiz at West Ham and Ketya at Brighton. I don't know. It's it's it feels really close. I mean, would you ever bench Alonso there? No, 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 no. Just no. talking. Just yeah. talking. Oh, no. 
Um, what about what are you looking at? I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at Ings and I'm looking at Kev as two guys that might get fucked off. Um, a hit? I don't know. Uh, why not? Yeah, but, no, I don't know. Uh, yeah, not? I'm just looking though. I mean, I don't, I don't really know because I need city shit on Wednesday and I need to see what Kev, where Kev's at and stuff like that. Like, I'm not like itching to get rid of him, but. If we don't get any news or if we get bad news or whatever, then I'll probably just get rid of him. The problem is I'm already triple Liverpool, so I can't really go there. I mean, I'll probably just get like Bruno or something, I guess. Yeah, or you could get, you know, maybe like Ollie or someone who has a game in 31. If, well, I'm probably you know, now you're, you're going to free hit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, something like Bruno, maybe. Yeah, that yeah. could work. Yeah. So maybe I'll do that. All right. Um, yeah, it's like it's like too early to know. There's still too much time in games and shit. I don't I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, we have also Champions League. Yeah, the Champions League, so much action, Friday my life, etc. We'll get there. Um yeah. let me let me let me slap some anuses. Patreon anus slaps new signups for the week. We got really difficult week for pronunciation, so I, apologies, but Andin Espeseth, Mr. S S. O'Brien, Vikramaditya, Maheshishwari, Matt Orford, David, no last name, and Demetrius Marinos. Welcome to the fucking. <clears throat> Stop that fucking. <clears throat> <laughs> That's a quick pod, dude. It's like we're like under an hour for the first time in a while. I think. I like that. Yeah, I mean, we just we just got in there. We talked about what we needed to talk about in and around all the things. Got out of there. Yeah, I, I like I like and I like keeping it in like the fifty minute range. Oh wow! I mean, we haven't been anywhere near that this season. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying so. That you're like unhappy. No, I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking furious. <laughs> While seeking a new FPL host. Oh God! Any uh, any last words? That was a good job, you. Got out. At FMLPL.com, follow us on Twitter on FMLPL, sports page.com, slash FMLPL, subscribe, rate, review, check! Sports Social Podcast Network.